It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Okay, welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. Hey, we've got a great one today. We have somebody who I consider maybe the world's most interesting woman. Her name is Sarah R. Adams, and she's going to come to the show and talk to us about energy and auras and DNA and the God gene and what's going on in the next five years on planet Earth and the new world order and disclosure and our food supply and ETs and astral travel and all kinds of stuff. She is a fascinating person. I can't wait to bring her out on the show. This is Guys Guys Radio, the place where where men and women can be at their best. Everyone wins. What I like to do is bring different people, different ideas, different things for you to consider out there as an audience that go beyond you know the day-to-day stuff we get from our job and our friends and from the media. Uh, it's important for people to seek and uh, be open to other ideas and uh, alternative ways of thinking and knowing and uh, learning. And then you decide on your own, hey, I vibe with this or nah, that one's not for me. But what I try to do is bring in a variety of different people. We talk about relationships. We talk about sex, fitness, wellness. We had somebody on uh, Akashic Records, um, metaphysical topics, um, channelers we've had on the show, all kinds of people, and we've got a great show today. Um, again, my name's Robert Manny. I'm actually doing the show right now from New York, good old New York City. We're finishing up a long, cold winter, another cold, long, cold winter here, and I will be moving out to Southern California to get closer to my KCAA audience, my wife and my young five-year-old son. We can't wait to to move west. I've lived out there before, but um, I've been basically an East Coast guy for most of my life. Uh, but I got no use for the winters here in the East Coast. Unless you snowboard and ski and uh, skate, it's really, uh, the winters are pretty long here. And it's particularly if you're in the city because you get the slush and you get the dreary weather and it's raw and it's cold and it's wet and you get down in that subway, and it's cold, and it's soggy, and everybody's got a grimace. But New Yorkers get through it. New Yorkers have a lot of grit. That's what I th- why I think people like to visit here. I had a friend in from Santa Barbara last week, and it was super cold out, and we met down around Chelsea Market area, and uh, he was so excited about visiting New York. He loved it, and it was so much fun because he was going uptown, and I had to get him onto the subway. And he was like the guy in front of you online that you don't want when you want to get on the subway because he couldn't by the, he was having trouble buying the uh, Metro card and then swiping the Metro card and all this. It was just, to me, it was hilarious. And uh, it can be intimidating for some people, but it's second nature to most New Yorkers. But, um, you know, the other thing about New York that's so interesting is that it just keeps changing. I've been here for a long time and like, wow, we went down to Chelsea Market and right across the street, there was a brand new Starbucks roastery, I think it was called, the roastery uh, reserve. Starbucks Reserve Roastery, and it was this massive, brand new venue where they had these, uh, you could do these um, kind of high-end beans they had that you could try, and then they had a coffee alcoholic bar, and then they had all kinds of foods that were fresh made there, and it was just super impressive. I had never seen something like that, and like, poof, it it just appeared, but that's how things are in New York, and then on the other hand, you have places that Wow, that was a favorite place. Coffee shop, it was called. It was like a Brazilian place where all the hot models used to go right around Union Square area. And all of a sudden, I used to go there for brunch, uh, breakfast, excuse me, business breakfast and lunch sometimes. And now, bang, gone. And that's what happens in New York. Something's there and then it's gone. And then the next wave of stuff moves in. So it's really a fascinating place. But after a while, it gets it, it, it can become tiring and tedious because it just... 
it's a, you have to have your energy way up there and um, it's competitive. If you're in business, you know, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, but uh, it, it, it can be tough because you're competing for people all around the world. But I can't wait to get out to Southern California. We're actually, uh, as I mentioned, we have uh, relatives in Temecula and they moved to Oceanside and Escondido. We're looking down around the San Diego area. Initially, we may even rent because we think the market's going to soften a little bit over the next couple of years. And uh, it's going to be great. So anyhow, we've got a terrific show for you today. As I mentioned, our special guest is Sarah R. Adams. I'm going to bring her out after a quick break. And I think we're going to have a terrific discussion. And I thank you for being my wonderful audience on Guys, Guys Radio. With us today, uh, Sarah R. Adams. Uh, Sarah is... uh, Let's put it this way. She's experienced many things from seeing abductions to seeing angels who aided her. Her awakened consciousness has increased as she's gotten older. She's experienced the supernatural, past lives in Egypt and Atlantis, telepathy, excuse me, feeling others' emotions, remote viewing, quantum leaping, time travel are among the other alternate realities Sarah has endured. She says, I've healed so much and believe every day is a healing journey to greater heights. She works with many clients around the world in what she calls intuitive healing. This includes homeopathic herbs, supplements, diet, superfoods, detoxing, energy work, essential oils, visualization, meditation, subtle energy work, cellular work, all to heighten the frequency of the temple and precious bodies that we have been given. I discovered Sarah when I was watching Gaia TV one time, and I'm like, I have to have this person on the show. She's the most interesting person I've ever seen on Gaia. And I, I've got to, I've got to get in touch with her. And I did. And she was kind enough to say, sure, I'll be on your show. And now we've grown and now we're on KCAA. And now though, our message is going out there uh, nationally on uh, iHeartRadio. And I'm so pleased to bring Sarah R. Adams back to the show. Hello, Sarah. How are you? Hi, I'm well, and thank you for having me on again. Your frequency is such that it's very powerful, and it's and it's very gentle. Your energy is very gentle, but um, you go, uh, you've been a lot of places that uh, I I haven't been aware that I've been to yet, and I really love uh, following your journey, whether it's uh, through social media or uh, just getting to know you as a person. And I've worked with you, and you've done some healings with me and detoxing, and also upgrading my DNA. So thank you. I I really love knowing you, and I love the work you do, and I'm here to support you. So uh, let's get right into it. Um, today, I know you, one of the things you want to talk about is uh, the God gene. And, you know, today, today's day and age is uh, people are confused. There's so much information coming at us from the media, the mainstream media, you get, you know, the Fox version, the CNN version, and then all the alternate versions. And people are confused as to they don't know what to believe. And it makes it all the more important that we need to go inside and ground ourselves and really connect with what is God. So why don't we start there, Sarah? Help us out. You know what? I, yes, I feel like in society, everybody's being thrown so much when it comes to spirituality, religions, about God, you know, and what they should believe and what they should do or they shouldn't do. And this is, it's so chaotic. It just creates more chaos in people who are really trying to find the truth. And um, I think that's one of the biggest things that people who are searching uh, for what's real, for what's truly uh, um, you know, from God, that's one of their biggest, biggest problems today is that getting through all of that sludge that kind of just, you know, it's, it's, it's really kind of like dense and 
it's hard to get through all of that stuff, you know, because a lot of people can just get lost on what they should believe or what they should feel, you know, or what they should follow, what religion they should follow. And it, it's quite sad because we have a lot of lost people who are in desperate need of God, the real true God. And I, um, and a lot of times this brings tears to my eyes because people are deeply searching, you know, they know yes. that there's something else there. That's why they're in religion. That's why they're looking mm-hmm. in all these areas because they know there's something else there. They're just failing to recognize where it truly is. And it's within them. It's, you know, it's God is within them. It seems like a lot of folks also, uh, you know, the religion kind of the, the teachings, if you will, uh, the Christ consciousness, a lot of that feels like it's been hijacked. You know, the Bible was written many years after uh, Jesus walked the earth and then organized religions have kind of cherry picked and twisted and turned. And now you have a religion uh, being integrated into politics. And it's very tough for people because uh It's just, you know, religion gets thrown in their face and they're afraid to state what they believe because they feel they'll be ostracized because of it. So uh, talk to us a little bit about what the individual can do to make sure that we protect ourselves from these attacks under the guise of, uh, you know, this high standard of this high morality, people on their high horse thinking that, you know, they're religious. And a lot of times their actions aren't very religious, if you will, from a consciousness standpoint. Exactly. Um, You know, you think about the word religion, and I'm very much into symbolism and codes. You know, I I really respect Jordan Maxwell's work. He does a lot of work on this, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, The word religion is quite interesting because when I decoded it, I got rely on jinn. And I don't know if you know about Islam, how jinn are, they are uh, almost shadowy beings they are not good beings the jinn they were more likened to demons so you cannot rely on something that's lower consciousness to get to the higher consciousness of god so what what can people do to kind of protect themselves from uh, outside attacks so they can um vibe if you will with their christ consciousness it doesn't matter what religion you are if you're into a christ consciousness it's really not about you know religion it's more about of consciousness but what can people do to protect themselves uh, while we're walking through this world, through this culture that seems to use um, religion, quote unquote, as a lever or a tool to say we're right and you're wrong. wrong. And if you look around the world, wars have been fought uh, about religion, quote unquote, for centuries. You know, my personal stance on this is that religion is something that is a tool for a lot of the lower consciousness and dark beings. It is a tool that has brought us away from God because it's made us read, you know, it's made us uh, go to buildings and said, God is in this building. God is not right. in buildings. God is not in books. God is in the quiet. When you sit there and you go within yourself, that's where God is. And I feel like religion is the opposite of God. It's pull, it's pulled people away from God. And because of that, it's created so much murder, the suppression of women. You know, if you mm-hmm. read some of these religious books, it's really appalling some of the stuff in there. It was okay to murder people, to have slaves, something deeply wrong. And then I had went through this whole thing in the awake community where, you know, people still damn things as evil, you know, and that comes from a religious background. They really are paranoid about just simple things that are very healthy. You know, I, for a while I saw things such as owls, you know, mm-hmm. be damned as something evil because of the whole, you know, sort of religious undertones to that. And it was quite interesting to watch this happen of how 
religious undertones have infiltrated the white community to create everybody paranoid about stuff or to create that, you know, things were evil. Everything was evil, basically. And that's something that I've been coping with even on my social media of trying to really fight against that and say, no, you know, we need to let go of all these religious undertones, all of this religious stuff, and we need to find God. And even Christ, think about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus disliked back then the religions of his That's day. Right. Do you That's think, right. Yes. Do you think that he would like them any better today? He he very much respected women. He he you know he went around with those who were who were kicked out of society, those who society did not like. That's who his friends were. And I tell I'm telling you, he would not be happy with the religions today, even though that they think that you know they might have some sort of. Um, you know, that they think that Christ might like them or be happy with them. And that's not the truth. You have, um, uh, you're more aware than many others of uh, living in different times and different incarnations and as different types of beings. Um, Have you, I noticed like on social media now, you're very brave. You're out there on Facebook and you're putting the positive message out there. And of course, you know, on Facebook and on social media, everybody, uh, you get, you get slammed. I mentioned a comment about I, I had a problem with uh, vaccinations or something, and I was vilified. Uh, and it was, I was just to me, it's amazing how angry people are out there and how mean they are on social media. And you're out there, and you really take it. Do you do you find that um, were you in your other incarnations that you're aware of doing this same type of work that you're doing now in other places, times, cultures, universes, or whatever? And how did you deal, if so, how did you deal with that? And how are you dealing with it now? <laughs> One, I uh, I understand. So, social media is a great tool to get out to people. But at the same time, it's it can be very harsh. I just yeah. ignore people who are not, you know, very nice. I am very good at turning that off and kind of still doing my happy thing, um, which I think is it's the best. Um, you know, if somebody's negative, it's a projection of their themselves and the issues that they have. And I, I just don't want to connect to that, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wish them well. Say, hey, go off and you know, right. do some healing, or I'll just avoid it completely. Mm-hmm. I'll avoid any response to that because oftentimes they want a response and that just fuels it so right. it kind of off. Um, you know what? I, yeah, it's like, I'm a terrible, terrible talker. I'm a terrible speaker. You know, no, I not. never, yeah, I, I've never went to school. I just try to be the bl- as blunt as I can and say what I feel. That's I never good. went to school. I learned how to read and write on my, by myself. And, you know, I, just want to get the message out there to people that they are powerful. And I feel like that power has been taken from them through religion. It's been taken from them through their elite leaders. It's been taken from them through their, their parents or people who's been mean to them on all these different levels, you know, where they've had bad treatment or what society tells them or religion tells them. And I want them to kind of just, you know, drown all that out and go within and realize how divine, how amazing and how powerful they are. That's very important for me because I will tell you, I suffered a lot as a kid, but I found that within myself and it healed me and it really, really made me a strong person. And it showed me things that I cannot explain to you in words. And I never want the focus to be on me. I want the focus to be on the message that, you know what? Humanity is not alone. God is there and has always been there in the one place they are not looking. We are the ones who chose to go away from God when we chose to not look within ourselves because that energy, our soul energy is God energy itself. 
And within that, there are all the solutions, whether you are sick and dying, whether you need to make money, whether you need to just feel God and feel that love from God. It's all within you. Mm-hmm. It's always been there. And it's, it's almost like this beautiful gift that's been sitting within us waiting for us to open it up. And, you know, it's a solution to all of our problems. And we are opening that gift. We're complaining about how terrible everything is. And you know what? We need to spiritually mature up and mm-hmm. go and go within, face ourselves and access God there. Well, it's interesting. It seems like people are actually giving not only are they not tapping the power that they have, but they are actually actively giving their power away. And to me, that's very, very sad, and it's a very bad sign. Have you found in your other incarnations that the same type of behavior has gone on? Is this something that's systematic in just how we live in this 3D world on Earth? Or is it, is it different? Uh, has it been different in the past? Are we at a particular time where this is a more rampant problem than it has been? What's your take on that? Because because for our audience, I want them to know that, Sarah, you have, you're more aware of your other incarnations than a lot of people. And I think that would be interesting for people to know and to understand that, you know, not everything has been the way it is right now. I, I had this conversation the other day with somebody close to me. And yes, I have had many incarnations and I've seen, I remember seeing, you know, empires rise up and fall, civilizations just crumble. And I'll tell you the reason that that has happened. And I've seen it over and over again. It's almost like the movie Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that movie where they go back? And Many times. Until I love it. Yeah. Exactly. Until they get, they, they literally align to what they need to do. They're not following their spiritual path. So they go back over and over. They're set back over and over until they do. Um, that movie is just kind of has a very spiritual back message in it. If you can mm-hmm. yep. kind of pick that up. Yes. Um, civilizations you know i've seen very great civilizations crumble to pieces and they've crumbled to pieces because they have built themselves on the 3d in the 3d they have not joined the spirit their souls god within them with the 3d and that's why civilizations have crumbled and civilizations will continue to crumble until they stop building just on the 3d and they acknowledge god within and they join that and build upon that now, why do you think we aren't doing that? Is that the the folks in charge wanting to keep us away from that uh, consciousness so, because it's so strong that they would lose control over us? Partially. I believe that they want to keep money, power, and it's a lot of the inner issues that they have. You know, you people want money and power because they don't feel secure in themselves because, you know, they it makes them feel better about themselves, about the things that they have not faced or healed. Um almost it can be very it can be explained in a very psychological um way if you look deeply into it i would say this there are also dark forces see i remember that in civilizations or like atlantis we would have you know we would clear ourselves energetically it was joined atlantis was one of the last civilizations egypt too but we're i feel the soul they understand more how soul and energy worked and they joined that with the 3D physical living. So it flowed better. That's what I feel. And that's what I remember. So back then we had, you know, priests and priestesses that would keep certain gateways to negative lower sort of dimensions closed. They would clear out the different planets. They would clear out the multitudes of people. They would 
balance the yin and yang energies. They would really just do all these things to balance out the soul energy with the physical energy, with the physical 3D self. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have that anymore. So everything's like kind of running amok. We have these lower gates that are opened, um, you know, just a lot due to some of our elite leaders. They do rituals, things like that, all the way to, um, you know, kind of like there's all this stuff running amok that shouldn't be. We need to understand how energy works. And there are lower beings. And I'm not saying that they're evil. They just don't belong in this realm. And they belong in the realms that, you know, were created for them. And they need to be brought back in. Almost like when you herd cattle, they need to be brought back in and put back in those realms. And those portals, you know, close because they're not good for humanity. And they're just out and about. And they're affecting people's auras. They're affecting people's emotions. We are being affected by a lot of beings that people just don't see mm-hmm. on, any, on any level. And this is because of the fact that, you know, one, a, a long time ago, I believe that people, and from my past life memories, people could see these things. They could interact. We, I remember in Atlantis, us interacting with all sorts of interdimensional beings. It was beautiful. Everything flowed. Then at some point in history, people kind of forgot all of these magical, amazing things. They forgot how powerful they were. They forgot how there's other dimensions, other beings. They forgot how the planet is alive. There's a spirit in her and she actually feels. They forgot all these things. Mm -hmm. So where do you think we are then um, right now in terms of uh, our civilization and our planet? Because you've seen, as you mentioned, um, civilizations kind of come and go and collapse and there's been civilizations in the past that many people aren't aware of that were much more further advanced spiritually, consciously, as well as technologically than we are now. And there's a belief that a lot of technology and uh, energetic work is being, and even cures for diseases are being kind of held back uh, right now. Where, where do you think we are as a, uh, as a humanity is? right now uh, in 2019? Are we in a good place? Are we at the verge of collapse? Are we, or, or could, could it go either way? What, what's your feeling, Sarah? We are on a verge of a sort of evolution. I feel like a lot more people are open now to seeing that religion, there's something wrong with religion. They're starting to understand there's just so much wrong and so much corrupt with our elite leaders. They're starting to understand that things have to change. It's almost like they're eyes are truly being opened and they're seeing what they haven't seen in years. And I think that's a magical spot to be in right now. What, what's, um, you talk about it's, energy uh, a, a lot. Um, what's with the, and there's, there's a, there's a beautiful energy with children. What is, and it's very disturbing. It seems that like there's a lot of energy being, uh, taken from, uh, tapped from kids. Um, talk, talk, talk to us about what we need to know about that and how we can protect our children. So I just want to continue off your the last question. We're Go. in an evolutionary stage right now. And I just, you know what? I'm hair plotting humanity. And I know that there's a lot of other beings applauding humanity saying, you got this. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, Great. wake up to your soul, drown out the news, drown out everything, go within yourselves, find that silence, find God within. And you know, you've got this. And I, I have this message that I want to get out in this show. That's very important. I think we talked about it before I, I came in Mm -hmm. because meditation last night. So Mm -hmm. let me just go ahead and say that before I kind of talk about these children and how 
you know, just how amazing children are on every level and how they energetically take care of even their parents, their grandparents, their people around them. Um, and a message that I got to talk about on this radio show today. Like I said, I'm not the best speaker at all. You're doing um, you're great. You're fantastic. Yes, but I'm, I'm going to do the best I can here to get this out. The message was this. Yes, the earth is very messed up. She is trembling. She's a great spirit. She is trembling. She's hurt. She's like a battered woman. She's like, you know, she hasn't had the love from humanity. And a long time ago, people used to sit out and they used to pray and they used to thank the earth for, you know, holding the life it does on it. They have forgotten to do these things, polluted her and hurt her. And she's trembling and shaken. She's really, really, really right now, even on a magnetic level, she's really off right now. She's going back and forth. And I have been speaking to her. So I saw this, the magnetic axis of the earth is off. And that's why there's a lot of issues going on right Mm -hmm. now. And I saw the earth. She was speaking to me. She said, and yes, this is scary because there's hurricanes and tornadoes and all the rest of this stuff, earthquakes. It's because I'm hurt, she said, but tell them within them, they have this power. And when they join together, they can heal me and they can heal themselves. But only once they join together, every race, every gender, all of them together, they must put aside their differences. They must completely, completely come together in love. And when they do, even I will listen to them and she will heal and literally kind of reset herself and the crops will grow greener and they will be more nutritious and the more trees will grow. Just the earth will sprout with new life only once that happens. Right now, it's almost like that humanity needs to get to this spot of where they, they know, you know, they're kind of in a bad, bad spot because they're not going to awaken until they are, until that pressure is put on them. And that's what the earth is doing right now. She's shaking up everybody saying, wake up, wake up. Mm-hmm. And that power is our soul. So when we sit down or when we gather in a circle together and we start to all put our intent towards something, it streams this powerful energy through us to wherever we send it. And we can send that to the core of this earth and heal this earth. And that's what the earth needs. She okay. needs that love from us. And we need to do this so that we can heal ourselves and heal her. Otherwise, we will destroy ourselves. And I have seen other planets become entirely, entirely destroyed of all life. Mars being one of them. I have very, 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 very many memories of Mars being, it flourished with life. And you know what? It was destroyed because of that. And I feel. How did it get destroyed? There were a lot of wars that went on because, again, one of the um, one of my memories is that one of the lower realms w- was opened up. So they it, exactly mm-hmm. what, like we have space explorers today. There were ex- there were those who explored realms and they opened up a specific realm that they shouldn't have done, mm-hmm. and this created a lot of chaos. Um, that's one of the memories that I have. Is that a, like a when you say a realm? Is that a portal? Or yes, a gateway into another realm. Okay. 
Okay, and um, now do you think that um, we can um, kind of regenerate, Mar can Mars be generated? Because they're now telling us, oh yeah, maybe there's some water there, and here's some life there on Mars. And then a lot of people, if you do your research, are saying, hey, there's all kinds of stuff going on on Mars, but we're just not being told about it. What What's really happening there, Sarah? So with Mars, there's still stuff on Mars. Um, in another dimension, there's still a lot of life too. Now, this is one of the things that I was shown a while back, a lot of people here on Earth have had, you know, they've had lives on Mars or Venus or other planets. They have had these lives there. And they kind of, you know, they forgot this stuff. And the thing is, is that not only do we have power over the planet Earth, when we come together, we join together, not this whole thing that's been taught in religion of one person being that chosen person is so wrong. That's against unity. And I believe that was done on purpose. It's all of us together that are going to change the world. No matter what abilities we have or don't have, it's all our energy together. Mm -hmm. And we also have the, um, we have the ability to bring the cores of these planets back to life. And what do we do? So the core of the, each planet is like an engine. The more that we focus energy into it, the mm -hmm. more it lights up and the frequency of the planet comes up. Okay. So we have the ability to do that to any planet. So if we want to inhabit another planet again, because originally we traveled through the stars, we traveled, we had planetary travel. It was amazing. Think about how we have airports now, every mm -hmm. single different city around the world. We had this literally when it came to the different planets, we were allowed to have those planets Mm -hmm. um, because we were aligned with God. When we forgot our alignment with God, a lot of creation, beautiful creation was removed from us until we could spiritually mature again and become back aligned to God. This mm -hmm. is the whole goal of this for okay. us to grow up and to understand that we are powerful. We need to take that power and use it. So if we want to light up Mars again, we could do that from this planet. If we had huge groups of people come together and start to meditate on sending energy to, to the planetorial, uh, sort of to the, um, the the center of Mars, we would it would light up the planet. It would light up because mm -hmm. they're energetic engines in each planet, as well. What I'll call them energetic engines. So the sun was created to actually charge each charge each planet and charge Got us. It. Okay. Yes. So we can also sit in the sun. And direct the energy directly from the sun wherever we wish on the planet. So let's say there's there was going to be a hurricane. If we got a group of people together, we could direct energy to actually completely, and I know this sounds crazy, to completely calm that weather down and mm -hmm. totally, totally make it so that hurricane just completely calms down and isn't anymore. We could tell that hurricane to cease to be to exist, but only once we define that God power within us. You know, and it's far more than words. It's literally the feeling of energy that goes through you and you know that that's God. This is not a planet, but I think a lot of people are uh, curious about it. And we get lots of different information on the moon. Some say, oh, the moon is hollow or the moon isn't really, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's not what we think it is. And there's all kinds of stuff going on on the moon. And when uh, Neil Armstrong and company, they went up there, they were actually told to kind of like, hey, you guys, get out of here. And you don't really hear too much about anything happening with moon exploration until recently where they said the Chinese were going to the dark side of the moon. But, you know, we always see the same side of the moon while it 
goes around the Earth, but nothing seems to have been done in terms of moon exploration since back in like 1969 or something, and that's a really long time. What, what, what's going on with the moon? So for me, the moon is a great spirit, just like Earth is a great spirit. These are all different spirits, and she's, um, she's, you know, she's very connected to the divine feminine, the yin. I think that she's got a lot of bad sort of, again, in our awakened field, she's got a lot of bad kind of, a lot of bad press publicity (laughs) on poor thing. Um, You know what? The moon is, we used to have temples that were dedicated to the moon for women back in Egypt. And um, so the women would go in these temples and let's say that they needed more yin energy because yin is what helps with the hormones and everything else. They would go to these temples where there was condensed yin energy from the moon and they would absorb it like that. Um, you, we need the moon and the sun to survive. You're made with masculine and feminine energies. The sun is the masculine. The moon is the feminine. So, yes, if, if you get too much. So, you know, as a woman, she can have too much masculine energy if she does not get the right amount of moonlight. And a long time ago, they used to do these ceremonies where you would sit partially under the moon and absorb her energy, then partially under the sun. So you balanced yourself out. And if somebody was sick or somebody had certain emotions, maybe, you know, if they were too angry, anger is a very kind of yang energy. They would sit under the moon and absorb the moon's energy to appease their anger and bring in the more yin, which is the soft feminine energy. Okay. Now the name of the show is guys, guys radio. And I interview uh, lots of, uh, Lots of relationship experts as well as metaphysical people. <laughs> and, um, you know, a guy's guy is really a modern, uh, updated man's man, but in the best sense of the word, casually confident, has unassuming strength, uh, integrity in a seductive way, uh, emotional intelligence, uh, timeless style, but really a, a, a person that uh, guys like and women like also. And I find by interviewing experts in the male area as well as the female area that to me, this is there's never been a better time to be a man because this is a time where men can be uh, whoever they want to be. Yet it's also a time where it's never been less clear who men really are, whereas women are on this kind of straight trajectory to finally getting their long overdue recognition. And there's a lot more to go. Men are a little bit in the crosshairs because they don't know what they're supposed to be. And it, I find that the, instead of guys being open and listening that uh, they're they're angry, and it's very it's a it's a real shame. So, what is your take on the whole change between you know? To me, it's a shift. We're going back towards the matriarchy, and I think a lot of people want to hold on to to the patriarchy, and it's not going to you know things have their you know to every season turn turn turn, and there's going to be a shift, and you can either go along with it or you can fight it, and I think the older folks are kind of fighting it. And the, the younger folks are saying, you know, hey, this is the way it's going to be. What's your take on the whole masculine feminine thing? That What's going on right now on our planet? So when it comes to the masculine, I just think that they need to, you know, really acknowledge the feminine and not suppress the feminine and acknowledge that the feminine is probably pretty mad after all it's been through. Sure. For, yeah. She's just been quite battered if you think about it. Yeah. Even in yeah. religion, the mm-hmm. entire fall. Just think about in our modern day uh, 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 um, country here, America, we still, there's a lot of people who still believe that the fall of humanity was due to a woman, which is right. kind of really sad. Um, very sad. Yes. So you, you're seeing almost like, I feel like men just have to reconnect to their feminine side, you know, and balance that the energies out within them. 
and just support the women who are kind of rising up mm-hmm. and saying enough is enough. And also, you know, just be very supportive. That's what I think. And as for the women, you know, it's going to be normal. There's anger and stuff like that because, you know, it's, they've been suppressed. That's going to right. come out. That has to mm-hmm. come out. And I know that the men right now probably think they're taking a beating for it. But trust right. me, <laughs> like, it's nothing compared to what women have went through for a long time. I just... For me, God is an energy that's both masculine and feminine. There's not one above the other. It comes to me as a mother, as a sister, or it comes to me as a father or a brother. So it comes to me in these different forms. It doesn't choose one over the other. It's equal with both. And I think it wants humanity to know this and live by this too. I agree with you completely. I think it's important for guys to, you know, to embrace their feminine side. It doesn't make make you feminine per se, but it's a different, you know, the feminine is more open and it communicates a little bit differently. Men are like, here's the problem. Here's how I solve it. And it's good for women to touch, get in touch with their masculine side and men to get in touch with their feminine side. It's, it's actually a very healthy thing and we need a balance and we've been out of balance for a long time. So I just asked all the guys out there to just just relax and listen, because this is a time we can learn a lot. Um, I touched earlier on uh, children and the importance of children and yes. how we need to protect them and how their energy is kind of sought after as a tasty morsel, if you will. How, how do we, what do we need to know about that, Sarah? You know what? I think the earth is, it's, it's grace with the presence of children and that alone is divine. And I'll tell you that. Okay, so when children incarnate, and if the parents, and this is something that I really want to touch deeply on. So if the parents have not cleared their energy, they have not taken care of their inner issues, that's going to affect the children. So we're wondering why terrible things are happening to our children. You know, even children being born with cancer or different diseases, the parents Mm -hmm. need to go and look. And, you know, it might not even be the parents. It could be the grandparents. Or even generations back where there needs to be something that that is just negative that needs to be cleared. I um, When I was going through healing, I literally hit some ancestors 700 years ago. So I did this prayer. I'm like, oh my goodness, like what is happening right now to me? Why I should be healed by now? What am I going through? Why am I seeing all these images of different stuff? I'm like, this is not my lifetime. This is not previous lifetimes. Then I was taken back 700 years where I was shown some ancestors that they literally had not faced their issues. And I was told that I was healing in this lifetime for them. So um, when it comes to children, we, you know, we could say we love all we want, but let's look, do we truly love? Because truly loving is completely clearing out all of that just energetic gunk so that those children can grow up happy and healthy and children often take on the karma of their parents and try to process it so even let's say if a mom or a dad is sick that child's energy field automatically because it loves its parents will try to help it process the energy which will pull the child down uh speaking of which um energy one of the topics we want to talk about uh and I'll throw it to you, is energy in the aura and also DNA. How does all of that kind of work together with what we're talking about in terms of children, uh, their their energy going back, uh, picking up from their, their, I guess, Akashic records, what, you know, the healing things that happened 700 years ago, et cetera. What do we need to know about the en- energy, our aura, and our, our DNA? And what, if anything, can we do about that to make it as 
good as it could possibly be to to help us? I'm, you know what? I'm going to go back to the children. <laughs> okay, go, go, go. God, it, God definitely is weighing on that one. God very much is worried about the children of the world. God does not like to see them suffer. God is not happy that they are energetically being raped when people abuse them on any level. They're stealing child energy from that child. And this is a terrible thing. Um, this is something that would be considered like almost a sin to do to hurt something that is innocent. Mm -hmm. So I really want to tell people, take care of your children better on an inner, on whether you're feeding them healthy food or on an energetic level, or even just on, you know, levels of clearing yourself out. So you don't affect them negatively in a negative manner. And you know what? God will not continuously allow the children of this world to suffer because we have so many starving children. We have so many children who are just suffering on every single level. Even in, you know, our country, we have children dying of starvation who are homeless. This is very, very wrong. And I feel like it's a failure. I mean, this planet can't even take care of its own children. It's, it's just, it's sad. And one of the things in Awakening you know, our elite leaders, I know they've done a lot of terrible things, a lot of things that God is not happy with. But if they woke up today and if they started to care about the homeless, care about the children, and they stopped being greedy and they started being better, God would completely, completely forgive all of the things that they have done. And one way or another, they're going to have to face up to that. And they might think that they just have one life and they get to, you know, exploit everybody so that they can have whatever they want in this life. Mm -hmm. But they have other lives that they don't know about, but they'll find that out when they die. And they're going to have to go through this karma. There's lower realms where they're going to have to go process that karma. If they want to get away with that, if they truly want to switch that around, they need to start now. They need to start caring about their countries, about specifically the children of the world. If every elite leader in this world would do that, wake up and start caring about the children I, this planet would change completely, completely overnight because God really, this has been weighing on my heart heavily and I cry a lot about this. God really cares about the children and God is very unhappy with how they're being harmed. And we imagine. we're ha in religion. We're finding out right now that religion is one of the biggest abusers of children on the planet. That's because religion again is not, it's, it's very far from God. It's the opposite of, of God. And I really encourage everyone, you know, to help out the children around them, to treat their children better, to treat their children, knowing that those children have this divine connection to God that they have not lost yet because people, they grow up into adult, adults and they lose that divine connection because they've been, you know, they've told, been told what to do by religion and by all this other crap in society. They've been drained and hurt. And I really just want people to take care of the children around them better, to take care of their own children, to get involved with programs that will help children. You know, whether it's homeless children or children in need, we need to do that. Or even third world country, third country, sorry, third, third world, world um, yes, Go. third world countries, children. We need to do that. We really, really need to do that. Because I feel like all those children dying of starvation stuff, this is almost like an energetic sacrifice to lower beings who eat off of that. They feed off of that energy arconic beings and these arconic beings are only here because we're allowing them to be here when we tell them to get out 
they will get out. And we need to really, really tell them to get out on every single level out of our government elite leaders. We need to tell them to get away from our children. We need to tell them to get away from us. And we need to bring that God power and say, listen, we are no longer the victims. We're going to take this power and we're going to protect what's innocent of this world, the children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's I think for a lot of people, just everything that's going on is uh, is confusing, and I I think a lot of what we get is a, a dis- distraction. Starting with our our president, whether you like him or not, I, I, I get the sense that there's there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, and he's kind of uh, you know from the entertainment business anyhow, and um, it, we we keep getting this like oh the choice is you get new world order or you get Trump. And that's the choice. I'm asking myself, is that the choice? And it seems like we're being given this, you know, this or that, this or that, and this dance in front of us with specific issues like, you know, the wall or no wall. And and it's not really what's going on. Am I wrong, Sarah? Is this, is this, we, I mean, we just be given a show and really what the real issues are, are out of our <laughs> purview. You know what? I posted a quote the other, say, other day that said this. It said, the devil builds division, builds walls. God builds bridges. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you this, the word the devil doesn't mean one being. It means a group of, if you look it up, um, devout, those who are vile. It means a group who are vile, which for me, it's kind of the elite leaders. And you know what? Of course they create division because they're working in lower consciousness. And it's evident for me to see. And when they talk about one world religion, Ooh, this is something I really, really am going to love explaining today. So one, I every single religion in the world, I, I mean, mainly the main top religions that I feel are very abusive. And I'm not going to sit here and lie about this. I'm not going to sit here and water it down. I'm going to be very blunt about this. The three main religions that are abusive, Christianity, Islam, and Catholicism. Those three religions are leaders in wars, in suppression, in murder, in terrible, terrible things. And I'll tell you this, we already have one world government. It's We are being governed by a lower consciousness. All these religions, they might not agree, but they're the, all the same lower consciousness. So we are living in a one world governed by lower consciousness. And that is exactly what's happening. There will not be any, the one world government talked about is that, a frequency, a vibration, a lower consciousness that everybody's tapped into. That's even in the Bible, which I'll tell you, a lot of these religious books have stolen sacred teachings and mixed it into their stuff from a long time ago. That's why there's still some codes in them that I think are very vital to everything. Mm -hmm. Well, anyhow, if you know about consciousness, you realize this, we are being, we are in a one world religion in lower consciousness. All these religions that hate each other, they're all the same frequency. Mm-hmm. They might hate each other, but they're all the same frequency. So the world world right now is living in a one world government governed by lower consciousness. Got it. That's so, the one world government. There is no one world government where everybody's going to, all these elite leaders are going to sign mm-hmm. some peace treaty. No, that's not it. It was symbolic what it's talking about, okay. not literal. All right. So uh, just to wrap up, Sarah, and this has been an incredible interview. It's Guys Guys Radio, our special guest, Sarah R. Adams. Um, what what can people do to uh, 
do the right thing to make their lives, their consciousness better and affect everybody around them as much as possible. How can we raise our frequency? What what do people need to do? I know you're big on diet and detoxification and updating, uh, upgrading the DNA. Tell us a couple of things people can do on their own. You know what? We can drop all of this, these insane ideas that have been thrown our way, the, the belief systems that have been thrown our way, um, whether the religions or whether what our parents have taught us, um, if, as long as it's not compassionate, caring, kind, it needs to be discarded of. We can do that. We can stop being so judgmental, so harsh to others. We can go within ourselves and we can find God there. And you know what? You you could start out with visualization meditation. Mm-hmm. You can start out with just sitting there and doing mantras of saying, I am love. I am happiness. I am kind. I'm beautiful. I'm peaceful within you. You can start out those ways. But you really need to go within and start to reprogram yourself out of all of the mind control programming that has been thrown upon us every single way. And yes, I do consider religion mind control. Um, Go ahead. Uh, How about in terms of like what we consume? Uh, I know media is a dangerous thing to consume, but how about in terms of the food and stuff? Because, you know, the food supply has been so uh, overprocessed now. What can people do to keep them in? You know, when you go inside, there's a consciousness standpoint, but also there's a physical standpoint. Give us a couple of tips as to the type of things that people can eat and why, why it's important to eat properly. I do a lot of fresh fruits, fresh, fresh vegetables, um, raw milk, stuff like that. So I really have quite a bit of a raw diet. Um, also a lot of superfoods. Uh, I like to, to make green smoothies. So you can kind of up, you know, kind of up your, your diet game mm-hmm. that, on that level. Don't starve yourself. I feel like so many Got people it. in this field, they're not getting enough calories. Um, make sure you have your intake of grains, of protein, you know, live a balanced diet, start a balanced diet to um, kind of you know, I feel like a balanced diet is also like tied to balanced emotions too. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, exercise, get outside, right? frequency. Yes. Get outside, go meditate in the sun. Um, you know, have every day kind of at the end of the day, imagine clearing your aura, imagine water washing over your aura mm-hmm. and cleaning it of anything negative. Imagine golden light pouring into your aura, you know, and then try to sense your aura, try to sense you know, what it needs. And it might need a specific color that day. It might need pink or green or blue and bring that color in. You you know, you can imagine it dumping over your head into you, Mm -hmm. or you can imagine it kind of flowing in like a river. It's really what you want to, how you want to visualize it. And you do this for five minutes, you will feel it. Well, you know, because you've done it with me. Yep. Mm -hmm. I've done it with you. Yeah. Yes. So three weeks in is life changing. I mean, three months in, you're completely new person. And, you know, we, we are going, and I want to finish off with this. We, we we manifest our life from where we're at. So if we're low frequency, we're going to manifest from there. If we're high frequency, we're going to manifest from there. Low frequency, we're going to be depleted in a lot of things that we need in life. High frequency, the universe will provide. And I believe if everybody was high frequency in the world, the universe would endlessly supply what everybody needed to them. And I feel like elite leaders think that that they don't know about this. They think there's only an that there's only this certain amount of resources that they're mm-hmm. going to have. So they're trying to hoard it in hopes of always having these things or having something. And actually, it's the opposite. The more that we give to each other, the more that we do this, 
the more the universe will give to us. God mm. wants us to learn this, that the more we give to each other, the more God will give to us. Fantastic, Sarah. I'm so thrilled that you came back on Guys Guys Radio. I hope we can do it again. I wish you the very best. Tell everybody uh, how they can get in touch with you if you want them to get in touch with you or how they can work with you for healings. Tell, tell everybody what's going on and then we'll wrap from there. Ah, oh, there's some secret projects I can't talk about, you know, publicly, but okay. they're coming, you know, but you can still get old on me at my website, sarahradams.com. Also my social media page. So I have Sarah R. Adams. And I kind of try to answer things there and post positive stuff and just talk about a lot of, lot of stuff that I've been through or visions or meditations, stuff like that. Fantastic. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much, Sarah. It's thank a pleasure. You. I'm so glad I know and we know each other and I'm so glad you come to Guys Guys Radio and I can't wait till we do it again at some point. Thank you. Okay, we're back on Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny. We're just wrapping up the show. Wow, that was a fantastic conversation with Sarah R. Adams. We could just keep going on and on and on. She's such a fascinating person. And I'm pretty sure she's going to have a show on uh, one of the cable networks pretty soon. She didn't want to talk about it, but uh, look forward to that. We'll keep you posted. So this is Guys Guys Radio. We're on uh, KCAA in Southern California, 106.5, 102.3 FM, 10.50 AM. We're also on all 350 of our uh, podcasts that we've done prior to our time on KCAA. You can find us on Spreaker, on Stitcher, on iTunes, on TuneIn, on Blog Talk Radio, and we should be on iHeartRadio right about now. So uh, we're all over social media, all the platforms nationally, uh, terrestrial radio in Southern California, and then on uh, podcasts and internets all, all over the usual platform. So I thank you so much for supporting the show. Again, what I want to do is bring different people, interesting people, different ideas, things to chew on, because, you know, with the media, we get the same stuff day after day, whether it's, hey, did the Lakers win with LeBron or not, and or, you know, uh, the arguments of Fox and CNN covering the same topics with different points of view, and it's just the same thing over and over, and can, be, can become pretty draining. I think it's it's a good idea to have new thinking and new things to consider. So that's what we do with Guys Guys Radio. You can also check out my blog, robertmanny, M-A-N-N-I.com. I've got over 350 blog posts there. And the name of my novel that started the whole thing is called The Guys Guys Guide to Love. It's about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. It's been called The Male Sex in the City. You can pick it up on Amazon or any of the e-tailers. You can get the physical or the digital book. That's our show. We're going to be back next week, same time, same place. Thanks so much for being a very special audience. And remember, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. Finish first.